there's a pattern, there's a pattern for sin when it wants to come into a society. There's a pattern. 1960, 50 states of the United States, sodomy was illegal. It was a crime. 1960. Now, many of you were around in 1960. Many of you were here in 1960. Uh, 1960, I would have been nine years old. Sodomy was a crime. All 50 states. How did we get from there to here? To where they're protected. They're protected by law. By the law, the Supreme Court of the United States of America has protected a vile thing called sodomy. Well, I'm going to tell you how here. Here's the pattern. First sin introduces itself in humor. Often things that are really evil are introduced in a comedy environment that pokes fun at the particular problem. Example. Uh, the young people don't know what I'm talking about. These old people will. Flip Wilson and others before him dressed up like women as part of their comedy routine in the 60s. Before him, here's a name for you, Milton Burrow. He dressed up like a woman and would and poke fun at trans, transgenderism or cross-dressing or whatever you want to call it. It wasn't innocent fun though they portrayed it as innocent fun. Uh, this then gradually, as another generation comes up, they're introduced to homosexuals or sodomites, human side, in sitcoms, TV shows. They're put in, uh, sodomite or homosexuals are put in sitcoms, short pieces in movies, which portray them as hurting, victimized, and really nice and giving people who are just different. You, you've seen it. Then, then they, as a group, were called the gentle people in, in San Francisco. They were called the gentle people. San Francisco was a, a birthing place of sodomy. New terms, are often, these, new terms are often created to overcome prejudice and bigotry. Like, like they, instead, instead of calling them sodomites or homosexuals, they call them alternate lifestyle or just their natural preferences. Or they take the good word gay and they adopt it for what they are, which is anything but gay. They take the color of the rainbow, which is a color that God chose, and they turn it over into being their flag, their symbol, something that was good. They try to make it evil. And they, they, they're, what they're doing, there's a plan. These new terms, all the while, the statistics of violence and crime in their environment and community is suppressed and isolated to supposedly a radical few. The legal system is used to give special protection and special freedoms not before allowed or even thought of. Example Boy Scouts of America. Lost when a girl wanted to be in the Boy Scouts. Why would a girl want to be in the Boy Scouts? That's why they're Boy Scouts. They got Girl Scouts. 
there was a military college up north, I can't think of the name, Citadel. And a girl, one day, it was a men's military college. And a woman says, I want to be part of that. You can't keep me. And she broke in, legally broke into that college and was allowed to go to Citadel. And it's gotten worse. As it's rolling, it's getting some momentum as it's rolling through our legal system. And I have a, I have a little bit of a podcast on it. You can learn the various legal decisions by the Supreme Court that have been made uh, legalizing homosexuality, legalizing homosexual marriage, legalizing homosexual adoption, legalizing uh, or making it illegal to, to uh, use that as a, a de- determination not to hire them, which puts it, makes corporations like Hobby Lobby in a real spot. A Christian-owned corporation doesn't want to hire homosexuals. Now, the word homosexual doesn't appear in the Bible. That's why I'm using the word sodomite. That's the Bible word for it, okay? It comes from Sodom and Gomorrah, which we know from Genesis chapter 18. You mostly know the story, what God thinks of homosexuals. We know also that was used in, I think it's Peter, who says that God did that for an example of his, of his basically what he thought of that. Now, I know you're going to go, what is the sin of Sodom in Ezekiel 16, 49? It gives four reasons why he destroyed Sodom, but homosexuality came out of those four reasons, or, or if I may say, sodomy. And I'll show you some of this tonight. Okay, so what does the Bible say? Well, it says here in Le- uh, Leviticus 18, 22. Oh, let me look back there, 18, 22. Thou shalt not lie with mankind as with womankind. It is an abomination. Now, I think there are 21... There may be more, but there are 21 abominations in the Bible that I counted. Abomination is a strong, strong word. It is a re- you're repelled by something, repulsed by something, almost involuntarily. I used to jog, and when I would jog, I'd go by roadkill once in a while, and this, the heavy, moist smell of a dead animal been out in the wild for three, four, two, three days. And you'd be breathing hard, not able to control your breathing. You're breathing hard. All of a sudden, you take a big old deep breath of that putrid air, and you just gag. It was not thought about. You didn't say, I'm going to gag. You gag because you breathed it. That's the way God thinks of abomination. When the Bible says it's an abomination, it gags God, makes him sick. Defile you not yourselves in any of these things, for in all these the nations that were defiled, which I cast out before you, the seven nations which the children of Israel went in. The Bible condemns sodomy, period. Now, I'm just teaching this because most of you already know this, but nevertheless, this goes over the air. This goes on the web, so it needs to go out on Facebook. Because there's been a, there's a massive effort, not so much to try to convince people my age, or maybe even people Troy's age, but they're surely wanting your children. That's why they feel they have something flexible, something they can take a child and say, you're really not a girl, you're a boy. You're just a, you're a girl in a boy's body. You're a boy in a girl's body. You can't help it. You were genetically made that way. Then it's all lies, you know, it's all lies. It is, they wait, they, and so you may have grandchildren that are coming up under this philosophy, and they, and they are, by the way. But the Bible just condemns sodomy. There's just no if, ands, or buts. They're starting to be... You're starting to see religious, supposedly Christian religious groups 
uh, trying to get around this some way or another. They're trying to say, and, and they'll say, well, the reason that the, the Sodomites are never going to get saved if you keep condemning them. <clears throat> Let me say this as a piece of news. They're never going to get saved unless they repent of it. A sodomite cannot be a born-again Christian unless they repent of what they're doing. Except you repent, you should all likewise perish. And so, I'm the best friend of a sodomite. By the way, I have been for some reason. I, I rented an eight, eight-plex, or helped manage to rent an eight-plex apartment up in downtown, on Marcus Street, downtown Fort Myers. And I rented to a girl, a, a woman. And I rented to her, called her mother. She said, my, my daughter's a fine woman. I said, great. I got a reference from mom and, and uh, seeing everything. I rented an apartment to her. One day I came home and the police were there. There was about four or five cop cars there going in and out of her apartment. Her name was Elizabeth Joe. And the cop came up to me and said, you're the manager. And I said, I'm the manager. He said, do you know what's been going on? There's a big theft ring here. And we took Elizabeth Joe down to do a strip search. And it wasn't a woman. It was a man. Now, I'll be honest with you, I was insulted because I thought I could tell the difference between a man and a woman. That's one of the most basic things you learn, the difference between a man and a woman. But, but Elizabeth Joe had been taking female hormones for a long time, and I, you know, I, just, I didn't pick it up. I felt so ashamed of myself. I said, you've got to be kidding. Elizabeth Joe's a man? Yes, it's a man. We had the woman, the inspector came out and said, you got the wrong sex. You've got to get a man in here to do the strip search. So they did a strip search center, and uh, that's what happens, by the way. You go to jail, you get, you get humbled. You get humbled. They humble you. Begin immediately to humble you. Let me take your picture. And so I felt horrible. There was a whole crowd of them. They, they're real tight with each other. They stick together, and they, they're real tight, and they know each other. And I would, uh, they would come, and I would witness to them, talk to them. The mayor of Fort Myers' son was a homosexual. Was a transgender, not just homosexual, but transvestite. We just call him transvestite, but transvestite, transgender. And he, I talked to him one day, and he said, "Why do you do this? You know, you're committing suicide doing this. You're undoing what God tried to, what God's doing." He said, "You know, I hate myself. Well, that's why suicide is so high among homosexuals or sodomites because they do hate themselves. They get in a quiet moment. They know it's twisted, sister. They know it's twisted. They know it's perverted." Everything in them says is screaming when they get quiet. And so a lot of times what they do is they end their life. Leviticus 20.13, If a man all lie with mankind as he lie with a womankind, both of them have committed an abomination. They should surely be put to death. Their blood shall be upon them. God says, in his nation, the children of Israel, this is his law for his people. He says, if you find these folks, kill them. Death penalty. Now, what, that, what does that mean? That means they must, it must be, and I'm going to say this carefully, but it must be uh, God doesn't kill people if they're recoverable. Okay, Noah. He said, I'm going to flood the whole world and kill. I think he killed somewhere around 25 billion people when he flooded the world. There was no ocean, all land, much better place to live. And people lived 900 years. They multiplied better. They had less genetic trouble. There was, according to what scientists look at, Henry Morris and others, they could have been 25 billion people on this planet when the flood came. Only eight people were savable. He wouldn't have killed them if they'd have been savable. God is, the Bible says in 
1 Peter 3, 9. It's not God's will that any should perish. God's not the mean ogre. The devil's the mean ogre. Sin is the mean ogre. The, the, violating these things, that you're, you're committing suicide. And so, he says here, he says, if you find them, kill them. Now, we don't do that because we don't have the power of life and death. And the Lord said, because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is grievous, and their sin is grievous, by the way, I just put it on there so you know, that's, that was what he thought of Sodom and Gomorrah. And Deuteronomy 22.5, basically what we're doing is just going randomly, on, and I'm trying to keep this as brief as possible, not giving you a whole lot of, a whole lot of uh, context, and if you doubt the context or anything, you can fact check it, do, do whatever you like. The woman shall not wear that which pertaineth unto a man, and neither shall a man a woman's garment, for all that do such are an abomination of the Lord. Now, do you think, O Lord thy God, do you think God means what he says? Do you think that's just, you think that's just there for fun? Or do you think God means that? That's why men have short hair and women have long hair. The Bible says it's a shame for a man to have long hair, but it's a shame for a woman to have short hair, to be shaven. This Bible. Not fundamental, independent Baptist. It's Bible. I don't care what you call yourself. And people, people, uh, they, they try to make a mock. That fools make a mock of sin among the righteous there's favor. Uh, we shouldn't be making fun cross-dressing. I'll tell you a story about what happened here. We had, uh, we had a, uh, I was not in the, I was in the young adults. I was a young adult teacher, young adult, and uh, we had an older adult class, and they wanted to have a party, and they they had a party in in 107, I think it was, actually, room 107, and uh, they had a party, and I was a pastor then, wasn't I? I think I was a pastor by this time, and so I found out that four of them dressed up like women. Four of the men, and there were some ugly women. Let me tell you, when they dressed up like women, there were some ugly women. But they dressed up like women and had a little little, little skit or something. I didn't know all that. Oh, don't. Oh, man, I can't take it. Don't tell me. I didn't even know all that. They kept all that from me. But they had this mock deal that they did, and they thought it was a big hoot, and everybody was laughing and everything. Man, I shut that thing down. I said, this is, a, this is an abomination to God. Bible says, don't you make a mock of sin. Making a mock of sin is laughing over something that God hates. Now, you can find yourself doing that. you got to be careful what kind of environment you get. You'll be finding yourself laughing at what God is not laughing about. And so I said to the men, I rebuked the four men and the whole class. I said, you guys are out way out of line, way out of line. I was not popular. And they never did it again. That was nice of them. And so don't downplay sin as idea. The devil uses humor to lighten up the subject and to gain acceptance because people sometimes will laugh at stuff they actually don't agree with. Cross-dressing is nothing but to laugh about it as an abomination to God. Let the world laugh, but not us. Don't that we born again Christians represent the word of God and God don't shouldn't be doing that. What the old what does the old testament say about sodomy? Well, it says a lot. Gibeah's sin. I can't go into all the background of this because of time tonight, but this man and his concubine were traveling. They, they needed to stay in a town for a night. They went in. 
And, and back then, the tradition was if you found somebody in the town square didn't have a room, you offered a room. So some old man offered him a room, brought him into his house. And this happened. Now, they were making their hearts merry, but these are the men of the town. And behold, the men of the city, certain sons of Belial, that's a wicked one, beset the, house, the man's house with these two guests round about, and beat at the door and, and spake to the master of the house, the old man, saying, Bring forth the man that came into thine house that we may know him. Now, he had a woman with him, but they didn't want the woman. They wanted the man. Judges 19.22. And you can look further at that as you want to. Rehoboam. What's it say about Rehoboam? Here's what it says. And Judah did evil in the sight of the Lord, and they provoked him in jealousy with their sins that they did commit above all that their fathers had done. And there were also Sodomites in the land, and they did according to all the abominations of the nations which the Lord cast out before the children of Israel. That's in Rehoboam's time. That's what it says. It's not favorable at all about Sodomites. I'm just showing you real quickly what it says. A king Asa. He was a good king, by the way. And Asa did that which is right in the eyes of the Lord, as did his father, as did his, David his father. And he took away the Sodomites out of the land. Now, when it says take away, he means take away the Sodomites out of the land and removed all the idols that his fathers had made. And God was pleased with what Asa did. He had the governmental authority to do that. The government has the power of life and death, not individuals. But the government does have that power. God, God gives governments power of life and death. That's how they can have the death penalty and not commit murder. And so he said to him, Asa did it. Later, of course, he did that. It was right in the side of the Lord, and he got rid of the sodomites out of the land. Every good king, as you go through the Old Testament, is complimented, the ones that did it, the ones that is mentioned, are complimented when they got rid of the Sodomites. Then the remnant of the Sodomites in Joseph's time, which remained in the days of his father Asa, there were some evidently left, he took out of the land. That's what Joseph did. And the Lord was with Joseph because he walked in the first ways of his father David and sought not unto Balaam. So he was pleased with that. And now this is in the face of them saying the Bible does not condemn what they're doing. Josiah, he broke down the house of the Sodomites that were at the house of the Lord. They were at the house of the Lord, and that's where they'd go a lot of times, priesthood, where the women wove hangings for the grove. Under, what does the New Testament say? Well, here's what the New Testament says. This is kind of lengthy here. I'm going to go quickly through this because this is Romans chapter 1. The wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Uh, because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has showed it unto them. There's going to be no excuse for people dying and standing before God. There's not, they're not going to be saying, I didn't know. Nobody's going to be able to say. The Bible says every mouth will be stopped at judgment time. You're not going to be able to say, I did not know. They'll say, who? The Bible the nature proclaims the glory of God. I wish, what, what, what uh, Nick did tonight. I've, I've put everything around you that told you that I existed. And if I exist, then I, it would make sense that you would want to find out what I wanted of you. For the visible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen. How? Being understood by the things that are made, even as eternal power and Godhead. You can learn a lot from what he made. So that they are without excuse. 
Because that, when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were they thankful, became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish, the word moron there, heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. And I don't know why that, that verse comes up separately, but I wish I did. And they changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like an incorruptible man, the birds, the four-footed beast. Of course, that's idolatry. And uh, I believe in India, they got like a million gods and the Hindus. Wherefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness, and that's sensual, sensual uncleanness, sexual uncleanness, through the lusts of their own hearts. They desired it to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worship that served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. And for this cause, God gave them up to vile affections, for even their women did exchange the natural use into that which is against nature. Of course, we'll explain what that is. And likewise, also men, leaving the natural use of the women, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly, receiving in themselves the recompense of the error which was meet, which was fit. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge and gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things that are not convenient. What's a reprobate mind? A reprobate mind is when God quits convicting you of your sin. That's when he leaves you alone. You can laugh in it, have joy in it, think it's the best life in the world. When God leaves you alone, that's the worst thing he can do for you because all you got left is then eventually going to die and stand before the great white throne judgment and be judged for the things done to body whether it be good or bad. So being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy and murder and dis debate, deceit, malignity, whispers. Have you noticed how violent people are getting verbally? Have you noticed the verbiage lately? Have you noticed how they hate righteousness and they hate God and they hate the Bible? Well, this is why they hate it. It condemns them totally. Backbiters and the haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil, things disobedient to parents. Without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful. That's a, let me tell you, that's, a, that's quite, a, uh, quite a deal. And last verse here, who knowing the judgment of God that they which, could, which, do, which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. That there was a drag, there was a youth pastor, a pastor, became a, uh, quit the ministry, got to be a drag queen, dressed up like a woman, and he made a song, Christian, this is, this is, this is CCM, this is where we are, this is where we are with this Christian rock music. He, he wrote a song, produced a song, it became, it recent, this is recent news, it's number one in the CCM charts, number one. He's a drag queen. Look it up. Amazing. Not surprising, because when you leave God, there's no way but down. Then we go also, and it's a mention, there's two other mentions of this in the Bible, 1 Corinthians and 1 Timothy. And 1 Corinthians 6, 9 is mentioned, the sodomy is mentioned. Know ye not that unrighteousness shall not inherit the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither fornicators and nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor feminine. That's catamite. The word means cat-like, female, uh, 
I wonder why women like cats. Nor abusers of themselves with mankind. The word sodomites, that's where we get that. And then, uh, knowing this, this is the part of that, this is verse 10, knowing this, that the law was not made for the righteous, but for the lawless, the disobedient, the ungodly, and for sinners, for the unholy, and profane, for murders of fathers, murders of mothers, manslayers. Oh, this is First Timothy, yeah. Okay, I got one more verse, though. For whoremongers, that's all kinds of immorality, for them that defile themselves with mankind, there's that sodomite word again in the New Testament, for menslayers, for liars, perjured persons, and there would be any other thing that is contrary to sound doctrine. That's a lot of, I know I've thrown a lot at you tonight. This is my last slide. There is no doubt where the Bible stands on this subject. Don't you let any amount of media, any amount of, even Christian, there's, there's, uh, I believe it's Stanley's son. Stanley, you know Stanley up in Georgia? The old guy. His son's a bad boy. Bad. His son's bad. He's trying to legitimize the LGCBQ number one minus two plus three or whatever they got. They got that thing. They made it now that's longer. Trying to legitimize that. Stanley's kid. It's called apostasy. I would say in the next 10 years, and I don't know, many of you may not be here in 10 years, but in 10 years, these mega churches are going to probably put their arms around this. Why? Because they're not Bible-based. And if you're not solidly grounded on the Word of God, this is going to sweep through Christianity, causing division, a massive division. Because people will say, well, you're not... I had, I've had a guy tell me recently, the reason you're not winning homosexuals to Christ is because you're condemning them, as I told you at the beginning. And I said, the reason they're not winning homosexuals to Christ is because they're not willing to repent and trust Christ as their Savior. That's why people go to hell no matter what they're doing. Alcoholics or what, name it, name it. All those sins that you just saw in there tonight. Is sodomy any worse than anything else? I really can't tell you. It's been it's in the list of sins. You saw it put in the list of sins. It's uh, all I can say. If you continue in adultery, you're going to hell. If you're if you continue in murder, you're going to hell. If you don't repent of stealing, you're going to hell. If you don't repent of lying, you're going to hell. If you don't repent of covenants, you're going to hell. So, I you can try to make one worse than another, and maybe one's more distasteful than another. But the bottom line is, sin's going to send you to hell. If you don't repent and ask Jesus to forgive you and be your Savior, you're going to hell. The best thing I can do for people in sin is warn them. Ezekiel chapter 3, Ezekiel chapter 33, if you warn the wicked of his wicked way, that's our job. We are set as watchmen. Once we get saved, we're considered watchmen. And when the enemy, we're, we're, we're warning the wicked of their wicked way. Warn them, in, not meanly, not, not, you don't have to do it angrily. You don't have to do it with, vindictiveness in your voice or condemnation in your voice, but you do have to tell them the truth. Now, you may, you may have them read the Bible. I mean, you know, that's nothing wrong with that. I read the Bible if you want to, you know, if this is right or wrong. But to let them, go, to let them feel that it's okay, God says, I'm going to hold you responsible for that. And their blood will be upon your hands. I'm not sure what that all entails even. 
but I know it's not good. Okay? Our Heavenly Father, thank you tonight for the Bible. It's so plain, so clear. Thank you for saving us from sin of any kind, all kind. God, help us, help us, help us to help people in this day we live. In Jesus' name, amen. If you would like to know more about the Lord Jesus Christ, you may contact us at the church website, gospelbaptistchurch.com, or you can go to Facebook and type in Gospel Baptist Church Bonita Springs, Florida. Also, you could call the church office at 239-947-1285. Thank you, and God bless.